Welcome to Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. to write on track. I could not be more excited because joining me today is a returning guest. She is back for round three. Please welcome Allison Leia. Hey, Allison. Hi, thanks for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. How does it feel to be back for a third episode? You know, it feels great. I feel like every time we just get more and more in depth about our music and that makes me so happy. So I'm excited about our, our talk today. For sure. Absolutely. I'm so excited because we are going to be chatting all about EPs. We are both releasing EPs, super exciting, and I cannot be more excited to chat about this with you. But before we get into that, what have you been up to since you've been on? Yeah, um, I've been on tour this fall, which has been so much fun. Um, I've been, I just got back from Texas and went and played a show in Nashville. And then I actually this past weekend just played at the Black Bear Americana Music Festival in Connecticut. So I've just been all over the United States in the past four weeks, and it's been so much fun. That sounds incredible, and I bet you are super excited to release your EP as well. I am so excited. It's going to be, I, I feel like this whole EP is just a whole culmination of the past few years and the past tour, and so I'm just really excited that it's finally going to be out. I'm excited for you. So let's get into our chat about EPs. You have a great quote to kick things off. So would you like to read that? Yes. Okay. The quote is, the greatness of art is not to find what is common, but what is unique by Isaac Bashevis Singer. This one definitely stood out to both of us. So what does this bring up for you? I feel like, I mean, this this kind of has a, like a personal meaning to me and then like a, almost a societal meaning a little bit. But to me, I just find that like, when I'm very, uh, like when I'm focused on making, forcing good work to happen, I find that it doesn't usually happen that way versus just kind of letting the music um, come to you. And I also find that like some of my favorite songs that I've written are usually the ones where I'm like, oh, this might be too quirky, too honest, too vulnerable. And then those become like my favorite pieces. But then, like, I feel like societally, um, there's a lot of pressure right now to almost, like, pump out music. And this might just be, like, an indie artist thing. But I feel like with the addition of all this social media, like, artists are finding, like, they just need products all the time. And some t this quote almost reminds me that that's not how art is made. Great art is made by you know, in the unique. It's not processed and manufactured. I love that so much. I completely agree. I love your perspective of this because I think as indie artists, we have so many expectations and sometimes it can be easy to get caught up in what the industry says, what's common to do and all of those things instead of just being ourselves and letting our art come to life the way it's meant to. And I think sometimes it's hard to be unique because you see all these artists fitting into mainstream, you know, categories and things. And it's like, well, am I too different? Um, is there too much genre blending going on in this project? And then at the end of the day, it's like, 
okay, I just have to do what is right for me. And like you said, the songs that feel a little different at times are the ones that we love the most because they're authentically us instead of us trying to conform to something. Yeah. And even like with the rise of like some of my favorite artists like the way that they became like hit is by doing something different like if you follow the norm that's not how like music lasts for so sure I just I love that and I love your take on it too perfect so EPs wow we have a lot to chat about <laughs> it's um, true. so first why do you think EPs are beneficial to release um I love EPs I feel like when I look at an EP, I'm like, well, this is this is between a single and an album, right? So you can say a lot more than a single, but I feel like you're allowed to take risks that you can't really take with an album. I feel like when I think about albums, I want my favorite albums are usually very sonically cohesive, usually almost like these massive projects with a lot of almost like uh, it's like deep cuts and all of that. And I feel like the EP really highlights the songs that are single um caliber that could be singles or maybe are singles but it, it allows you to tell a little bit more of a story than just a single or a two track can perfect yeah i completely agree as someone who released an album i completely 100 percent feel the whole thing with they're such large scale like i worked yeah. on dear diary for two years mm -hmm. and like you said about it being sonically cohesive that is a contemporary pop album front and back there's one song on there fine love that has a little bit of country in there yeah, but i, I like definitely oh thanks um i definitely debated i was debating whether or not to put that on there because i was like does it fit sonically and then it's like wait I like that song screw that I want to put it on because I like it um and so I think that because albums are so like large scale one they take more time to create two it definitely slows you down creatively because as I was recording the songs for that project I started writing new material which was a little more genre genre blending pop country and I was like this is me now I want to release this now but I was in the middle of a project, so, so much new music, because I write so frequently and often, like, I crank out songs left and right, I feel like I'm always changing, my life's always changing, and I felt like I was not trapped, because I love my album, but, like, I felt like I was forced to stay in a certain mindset for such a long period of time when I wanted to move on and do more things, so I think EPs are nice, because they're more than a single, like you said, they're smaller than an album, but they still allow you to capture a certain part of your life and create a message where a single can have a message but a project like that is completely different where you have a collection of songs so you want to say one thing that's important to you at that moment and it's not such a big project that you can't say what you need to say and then move on to the next thing I love hearing your perspective on releasing an album versus an EP because I've also never released an album and I feel like what you're saying is just so insightful like how to choose to release an EP after releasing an album yeah it's really funny too because my producer like after we did the album I was like oh, I have new I have music for a new project and he was like <laughs> please tell me it's an EP not an album <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, because it was just exhausting on all fronts. Like, I was burned out. Um, and I think, like, another benefit of releasing an EP is it forces you to pick the best songs. And I think when you do an album, it's like, oh, cool, we have, 
I don't know, seven to 14 songs, whatever normal album, midi or long, whatever. You have those songs and you have the amount for an album, but I wrote enough material for an album. There's no about, there's no doubt about that. But even though I wrote enough material for an album during the songwriting process of this project, I could have done nine, 10 tracks if I wanted to, but I forced myself to say, okay, what songs are the best ones? the ones that best fit the concept. And then instead of having to deal with writing and recording and polishing so many songs, it's almost like you spend enough time with each of them and you give each of them your attention to make it the best it can be rather than having, you know, the best songs on the album and then just filler tracks. So I think that's yeah. another cool thing as well. Yeah, you give each song their moment and you really allow the, and you almost can take an album and release it as two EPs if you really wanted to and really give all of those songs their best shot. Like that was, um, not to derail us off of this topic, but that was <laughs> something I was thinking about a lot when um, I was debating, I have a new single out called I Gave You My Number right now. And that was originally not going to be released as a single, but I felt that it was, I, I like, I wanted to release it as a single, but people around me were kind of advising me just release the EP. And I was like, wait, but I am releasing the EP like three weeks after this single. I just want the single to be able to have its moment. And I feel like having the EP to an album is the same thing of like, I love these songs. I really want people to pay attention to them versus they might go under the radar if I release a whole album. Yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah, there are mainstream artists too that do the whole splitting it in half thing. Julia Michaels did the mm-hmm. inner, inner monologue part one and two. Sabrina Carpenter did singular one and two. Um, yeah. So there's people who do that. And I completely agree too with like you wanting the songs to have the moment because when you have an album with 11 tracks, somebody may not listen to the whole thing but if you have something with four five or six songs they're more likely to actually listen to all the songs on there i completely agree so now let's chat about something else that's super fun titles how did you pick the title for yours yes oh my goodness oh this is one of my favorite little stories to tell um So I have a line in the song Better Off Numb, and that song is not released yet. It's the closing song of the EP. Um, And it requires like a little bit of backstory. Otherwise, it might feel like without hearing it, it feels a little bit like intense. But the song kind of almost pokes fun at how dramatic the entire EP is. Um, Because the whole EP is like very much like vulnerable and honest and sad and exciting and there's moments of like intensity like on my song sorry for myself and there's moments of like reflection on 24 years down and then the last song on this record is almost like I think I'm better off numb and so it's like a very quirky like track it's almost um comparing to to like Sylvan Esso where there's just a lot of like bell sounds and toy sounds almost just to make the song humorous and add liveliness and joy to it um but the lyric is easy to get hurt when you feel so hard now I'm less attached to the weight of my heart it's getting colder every day that I grow older and I think I'm better off numb and so again the lyric itself seems very dark when you're not pairing it with the melody in the context of the release um but the I loved that lyric so much and I was like wait a second like 
this whole every song on this EP is about the weight of my heart because it's about how different scenarios weigh on my heart and in some my heart feels lighter and some I feel like really heavy and so I'm calling the whole EP the weight of my heart and it's almost that like that funny line at the end where finally you you're at the end of the EP and you hear the title and you're like wait this is so sarcastic and I loved that about it that is such a cool story, girl. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's so cool how that lyric, not only, you know, you connected with that on its own, but then you took a step back and said, wait, this is actually what I'm saying in this whole project. And that's something you didn't really notice when you were writing the songs. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of funny. It's going back to the quote, right? Like how our own lives like play into our art and our music but how'd you choose your title I'm curious now so I wrote you get what you give first and that was the lead single I released back in May and when I started writing new material last fall when I was getting ready for the album release that's when I really started to write new material and out of a handful of songs I wrote, You Get What You Give became like my favorite one. And I definitely wanted to include that on the new project. And so that was the first song I wrote. And in the chorus, it says, it is what it is, you get what you give. And it is what it is just like jumped out at me. It's a really cool title idea. And then when I started to write songs for the project, I really started to notice kind of how you did that the songs I was writing really tied into that basically twofold one being that there's things in our lives that we can't control and we just have to accept things for how they are and it is what it is and the other side of this is like noticing the things you do have control over and if you find yourself in situations where you're not being appreciated and you're not getting what you deserve feeling down on yourself and there's just those toxic situations you have the control to kind of make changes and in that instance it's like to the other person well it is what it is but you know I need to do what's best for me and my mental health and my life and so I noticed like as I was writing and that's the big thing with my decision making process with the songs include is I really looked at the songs and said okay I have these two angles I'm basically coming at this title from and what songs are fitting and a cool thing is that I am big with like dropping titles and like especially with this project like I would drop lyrics from other songs as like ad-libs and like the other songs to like make it all tie together (laughs) um and so one of the songs on the EP halfway out of this town I wrote that song and when I really was set on having the title it is what it is I was like I wonder if there's another song I can drop that in and so I actually extended the last chorus of halfway out of this town just to add the line it is what it is get over me somehow because I'm halfway out of this town so yeah so it was like really fun and I think that's something you can't really do with an album because there's so many songs to try to tie together but when you have a small EP you can drop titles like that and you can pull lyrics that reflect another song and use them as ad-libs and I think it's really cool so we both have awesome stories (laughs) Yeah. And I believe we, I mean, I feel like we even talked about this, like when we had our background vocal previous episode chat and how much like that, how fun that is where you're totally right. Like you can do a little bit of that, but it's harder to pick up on in a full length album. Whereas like a full length album is more just about like 
the production of it sounding cohesive and it all like being, you know, like up to speed and everything versus an EP. It's like, wait a second, like we have room to experiment and do whatever we want. For sure. So I definitely want to chat with you two about the songs themselves and what was your decision making process? Like mine was more around like the concept as I was writing, but when you decided to create this project, did you write specifically for it or did you have songs written and you had to decide which ones to include? Yeah, this whole project, it's actually funny because um, I started writing this project right after my release of We Can Still Sing in 2020, which is pretty crazy that it's already been like two and a half years since I've, or two years since I started this project. But what really happened is I reconnected with my friend, Alex Bignata, who I know I've definitely brought up on the podcast before, but he's like my um, an amazing um, writer and, and collaborator of mine and just a wonderful friend. And we kind of reconnected. Um, we knew each other, we've known each other for about six, seven years now, but we reconnected and realized we'd both moved to Nashville. Um, and in about September of 2020, we were like, he he had shown me that he was had started producing and doing production. And I was like blown away by his work. And so we were like, well, let's just see, let's just like do a couple sessions and just write and see what happens. And literally something crazy just like clicked. And it was like, wow. And we, we should have been writing this whole time. And because we um, ended up, I'll say writing about like 30 songs together or so. Um, and just writing like every single day we had, we had come up to New York and worked up in New York. We had worked down there every day. I wrote songs for his project. We wrote songs for my friend's project, like just the whole thing. It just really came together that way. And so after we had written um, our songs, our song, What I'm Missing, that I released in, that it's the lead single off of the CP, but I released it in July of last year. Um, I basically was like, wait, I want you to work on a few of my songs that I've written as well. Um, and so he ended up doing production uh, work for I Gave You My Number and for better uh, uh, 24 Years Down. And so we wrote... Uh, I'm like literally losing the name of the, the titles yeah, of the songs, it. but we ended up write, um, writing what I'm missing. Sorry for myself and better off numb together and kind of working on them together. And afterwards, so I sat down in June of 2021 and I, me and my whole like team of people and like everybody mix engineer, my parents, my family, my, my Alex and everyone um, listened to a, I'll say like 30 songs and I picked the six that I thought were a cohesive unit and were ready enough. Like there are some songs that I have that are in demo form, but I just knew that if I wanted to get an EP out within the year that I wanted to go for the songs that were already more fully produced and needed less work. Um, and, you know, would just like need a lead vocal and needed some, like a lot of like, you know, maybe some re-recording of instruments, but that was like kind of it. And so this is just a long-winded way of saying we wrote um, for about a year and a half and came up with hundreds of different versions of things and tons of music. And so I'm releasing those songs, but he's also releasing some. My friend Bella Rose, we wrote some music with her and she's releasing that. So um, just a bunch of 
it, it was basically a group effort and it was really, really fun now to be like, wow, I'm so happy with these six songs. These are definitely the ones that are ready to go. And, you know, I don't know what's going to come of the other t- tens of twenties of songs that we have left. <laughs> But I definitely still love some of them and listen to a lot of them all the time and definitely want to release them. But I also think that going forward, I want to look at like how how to go about a new project, you know, and like move on from this one before I go to start a new project. For sure. No, that's a great story. And I really like how you made the point that just because those songs didn't make the project doesn't mean you'll never release them. And that's a perfect kind of story for mine is... I have a song called I Hope You Know You're Lucky that I wrote in 2019. And this was like right when I started recording my album. But this song is like a country song. It's probably one of the most country I wrote. It's more traditional. Um, There's pedal steel in it and everything. And (laughs) yeah, I'm like, I'm really excited. But I could not put that song on a contemporary pop album. It just would have been way too off. And so when I started to work on this new stuff like it's basically a genre melting pot of a bunch of stuff and I was like well I want to release I hope you're lucky at some point but it's the kind of song where it's I don't think it'd be good as a single just because it's more project vibes so I was like I can't do it as a single but when I had the songs when I wrote the other four songs for the project and I really took a step back and noticed what I was talking about in the whole EP with it is what it is I was like oh my god, I hope you know Lucky is perfect for this. And I wrote it three years ago. And like all the other ones were like written within the past year, like from last September to now. And I was like, well, there's nothing wrong with releasing an old one and it fits. And so I like the other thing too is like this song I've played at like all of my shows. And that's very weird for me to do because I don't usually play unreleased stuff, but I did with this song and like it's become a favorite. And then I was like, well, it just found a home on this project that, I definitely could have foreseen, couldn't have foreseen that. And so I think it's really cool how even like down the road when you're working on another project, you can go back to those old gems and see which ones can fill the holes. Yeah, 100%. I feel like I felt the literally a similar thing happen. I've been playing this song at, um, called Constellations at my live shows for about six years. And I tried to record it once and have it on my first EP and it just wasn't coming together. And then I wanted to do it as a single, but it wasn't coming together. And now I'm at the point where people still like ask and request that song on live streams and in live shows and people know the words and everything. And I've wanted to get this song together for now like six years and it's finally coming out on this record. So, and it's also, it also fits because I'm like, wait a second, this song also like there's a motif of like stars throughout my record and a motif of light. And this constellations is literally about both of those things. (laughs) So it's really cool to have it all. Um, just, finally come together like that I totally agree with you perfect so what is one lesson you learned from creating this project oh lesson I can I have a million (laughs) no um you know I think that this this project more than anything has really made me grateful for collaboration and collaborators I think in the past, I I spent all of 2019 through 2021 really um, releasing singles and focusing on singles. And I released my first EP in 2018, and, and that one obviously was a huge collaborative effort, but I had less 
I I shouldn't say I had less. It's more I chose less um, as a part of that decision-making process just because I was finding who I was as an artist at that time. And I think now that I have a very clear vision of what I write and why I write it and who I write it for and what I want to say as an artist, it's so important. And I'm so grateful to have people on my team that also truly believe in my vision and like work with me to get it get it the way that I want it and I have heard now so many stories of people not being able not being with people that understand what they want and I just feel like I truly have a dream team and that like together we can conquer anything and I'm just so so grateful for that. I love that story. I love it. I'm so happy you found that. It took me a really long time. I went through two producers before the producer I'm with now. And I think like I recorded enough material for an album, time, money, energy, enough material for an album with other producers that just didn't really let me contribute to my art, didn't really listen to my vision. And none of those songs I did anything with because they didn't capture me and um Bob McCutcheon my producer he's amazing um he's been working with me since my debut single into focus I released in 2019 and he gets me so well it's scary sometimes I feel like when we're talking sometimes we'll say like the same thing at the same time it's like same wavelength um and like my other musicians that I bring in sometimes um totally get my music so I think that's really really important I think for me like one of the lessons I've learned with mine is that it's okay to not record every song. Um, I think when I started, I, when I was doing Dear Diary especially, when I would write a song, I would get so excited about it that I would just like run to the studio to do it. And now I'm realizing like, I write way too many songs to possibly record. And I was getting overwhelmed, my producer was getting overwhelmed. And so I think this project, because I chose to do an EP, I had to force myself to not stop writing because I'm always going to be writing, but force myself to say, okay, what are the best songs and really follow those through. And just because I'm excited about a song and it doesn't fit the project doesn't mean it's a bad song, but I don't have to run to record everything. And so I think like that's a big thing because I had more creative freedom with this, not being tied down by a genre um there's pop and country mixed through but there's other genre influences as well and I think letting myself to be free and just like record the best songs and not be like oh this has to be contemporary pop or this has to be traditional country just like get into the studio and say okay this is the song this is the piano vocal demo what are we going to do with it and seeing what happens because I think before I was just so controlling with like everything before I even went to the studio I had this vision like it has to be this but no it doesn't have to be that just let it be you know well I also think that like right now the one of the coolest things that we have access to do as an independent artist is experiment with different genres and styles like I feel like that's something that maybe a mainstream artist can't do because they're being put in a box or or maybe they just already have their fan base established and their fan base likes a certain sound and everything that comes after that is a huge risk for them and their label and their team versus like I'm like wow I went I had never released any upbeat songs and then I released what I'm missing sorry for myself and I give you my number and like not only have I been so excited about these songs but they've reached entire new 
people. Like I have new people listening to my song Coffee Cup because I released I Gave You My Number. And so they're now able to find my whole catalog of music as I'm sure it is the same for you. So it's this cool thing of like, having this new all, all like experimenting with the the pop bringing people to your country music you know yeah. um and that's been a huge just like lesson in itself yeah for sure and i think like taylor swift is a great example because i started to really listen to her music when she was pop like 1989 reputation those are my jams and then after that i was like oh taylor i love her so just because I wasn't a huge country fan, believe me, I'm listening to Speak Now and I'm listening to Fearless and like I'm going through her whole thing. And I think that's the cool thing with like once you have somebody who loves your music, not saying they love every single song, but it's almost like you bring a bunch of different worlds of listeners to your catalog because you're not so specific with every song you release. Yeah. And honestly, like now that I think about it, I mean, Taylor Swift is the OG and like amazing example of that. But even like other artists like Maisie Peters right now, where like I found her pop music and I go back and listen to her soft folk songs and I think they're brilliant. And it's like all these artists kind of do that and are able to experiment before they're so groundbreakingly big that either then you're Taylor Swift and you can do whatever you want (laughs) or you're kind of put in a box and can't. So I think that um, I just totally agree with everything you're saying. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. So Allison, this has been fantastic. Before we go, what are some final thoughts you would like to share with the listeners about releasing an EP overall? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I think that I, I honestly pose this question to people as like, what do people want to consume? Because for me, I, like we were talking about, I love listening to EPs. I, for whatever reason, Julia Michaels broke that album into a part one and two. And it's just very intriguing to me because it feels like she's trying to say something different in each one. Um, but she's also able to experiment with styles and genres. So I just kind of open it up to anyone listening. It's like, do you prefer singles? Do you prefer EPs, albums? Um, what do you like to listen to? Because then maybe we'll consider that going forward. Great advice, Allison. Thank you so much again for joining me. Where can the listeners find you on social media and check out your music and your new EP coming so soon? Yes, thank you so much for having me. This is like always a blast and (laughs) this was absolutely no different. So you are the best. Um, My music is under Allison Leia, which is A-L-L-I-S-O-N. L-E-A-H. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, wherever you want. And my new album, The Weight of My Heart, is out November 4th. Thank you so much again for joining me, Allison. It has been lovely having you back for another episode. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed another fantastic conversation with Allison Leah. And of course, until next time, stay stay right right on on track. track.